right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Sally here recording this on Sunday night. We do not have a result for the Cognizant Palm Beaches, whatever it's called. I, it's going to take me a while. Probably referred to it as the Honda several times. TC is here on this Sunday evening. Hello, TC. Buenos dias. Sally. See, see, muchas gracias. Neil is here. Hello, Mr. Neil. Gentlemen, happy to be here. We are, uh, I have a lot to talk about tonight. We're going we're gonna to start it in maybe an unusual location, but uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Titleist. Hitting a pure iron shot is one of the most rewarding feelings in golf, but also one of the most difficult to define and capture. Finding Feel is a new Titleist original series that digs into this subjective world to share some of the secrets behind the amazing depth of feel found in every T-Series iron. And if that is not that does not sound appealing enough, our very own Neil Schuster appears in the video and the series as the test dummy. Neil, what did you learn in this process? I was. They put me through golf's version of sensory deprivation, had me wearing jackhammer gloves and uh, earplugs and like the lawn care headphones. And uh, they were trying to deprive me of my feels. And, and I said, absolutely not. You know what I will say, guys? I hit balls for like at least 90 minutes, ton of golf balls. Uh, they gave me different clubs and I hit the shit out of it. I just, I was flushing it, which felt good because there's a bunch of cameras and a bunch of random people around and I was a little nervous, but I hit it really good. So that was cool. Uh, Neil, question for you on that. Uh, at one point in the video, you said, this feels like hitting a human skull. I did. And I said a lot of other stuff too. I said like, <laughs> this one feels like a leather baseball mitt, like when you're catching one in a catcher's mitt, you know? So they kind of, you know, they might've cherry picked uh, one of my more visceral Wow, statements, you get a bad but you edit. get oh no, you he's get, blaming that. You get going and you're trying to describe to people what it feels like. And one of them felt a little um well, how do you know what that feels like? I don't know. It just kind of popped into my head. I I wouldn't say I know what it feels like to hit a human score with a golf club, but with 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 a hand, you know, it just doesn't feel good. It it was it was me expressing that it didn't feel good. Uh, which I think was user error, not necessarily the club. I, I love this, the opening of the series. It is. I, I feel like the you know this feeling of a well struck golf shot is like the thing we all chase, and it's the hardest thing to define. And I enjoyed the the path to trying to find whatever, uh, trying to put that into words, which I struggle with almost every single time. But it is the essence of the game. It is available on the Titles YouTube channel. Take the time, give the series a watch. Uh, and with the launch of Finding Field, Titles is also giving you an opportunity to win a custom set of new T-Series irons. There are two quick steps to enter from now until March 9th. Subscribe to the Titles YouTube channel. Leave a comment on the Finding Field video on YouTube. God, you know I love that, Sally. A little comment competition. I know you right do. Right out of my playbook. I love that. Um, all right. So we're at a pause point in the cognizant, uh, classic, uh, Austin Eckrode is leading. He's got 12 holes to play. Uh, we of course had Joaquin Neiman, Joaquin Neiman, as Neil would say, my guy uh, Keen win at live King Abdullah economic city. Uh, Hannah green wins on the LPGA tour. All that to talk about. We are throwing a curveball to start tonight's episode. We are not going to start with the week's current events. We, uh, are looking for something a little more cheery to do, a little more fun on this podcast. And we came up with an idea this week. I'm a huge, I've always been a big uh, baseball or a ba uh, Bill Simmons always did a basketball trade value column where he ranks sure. like the top players in the game. But the essence of it is projecting out, 
you know, would you trade this guy for this guy? It's not who's the best player right now. Um, so we are going to do uh, Fangraphs also does something uh, similar where they rank the top players in the game as, as uh, with their trade value projecting out over the next six years. In baseball, you get six years of control of somebody. And so that's how they do that evaluation. Whoever, you know, signed to the best contract, whoever has the highest ceiling would be the high have the highest trade value. So we have, we've come up with a system. And we are going to go through all of men's professional golf, and we are each going to draft 10 players to project out over the next six years. So it is not a ranking of the top players currently. You know, the, the, where does Dustin Johnson go in this? Where do some of the college guys go in this is a little more interesting question than just a straight power ranking. We have come up with a points system uh, for these players. We're going to these are going to be under lock and key. No management of this. We're going to lock these lineups and check back in in six years. I'm going to set a calendar a uh, reminder to go look back on this. God, that's a wild concept six years from now. Uh, but I love this. I When you recommended doing this or proposed this earlier, I was like, hell yeah. Now, I don't do great with drafts. I'm terrible at fantasy football, <laughs> but I'm fired up to do this with you guys. <laughs> I was Should we do a buy-in, like 100 bucks? Maybe like throw it in all into Bitcoin and see what well, Bitcoin's worth in six years? I was just thinking about how many, how many NLU <laughs> yeah. kids are going to be running around at that time. Like maybe <laughs> maybe like the, the winners got to, you know – Take the kids to Splash World or something. I don't know. Like that's probably a punishment more than a, more than a win. But. Oh gosh, I was thinking all about that this week when 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 the USGA announced the back to back week Shinnecock US Open <laughs> US Open twenty thirty six, and I was like, I'm going to be fifty. I know. That's I was crazy. like, whoa, that's wild. You know, maybe it's my pending fatherhood, but I was like, that's a long time away. I don't know what <laughs> the world is going to look like in twenty thirty six. See, my head went to Lucy Lee made it at 11. My daughter will be 13 and a half or so around that. She'll be, she'll be more than prepared for, for Shinnecock. So uh, we've come up with a point system. It is not scientific. It is not subject to debate as to how uh, it's kind of like coming up with a, a fantasy football. Is it a PPR league? Is it whatever? Uh, but we've come up with a point system of how things matter to us. And a major win over the next six years for any of our guys is going to be worth eight points. A signature event win on the PGA Tour includes the players, includes playoffs. It's going to be worth three points. A PGA Tour win is worth two. What if they get rid of the signature events? All right, well, we might have to reevaluate that. We're going to have to come so, back. So then, that. TC, that'll be like, we'll have to decide what's a BDE, right? Like okay. we, you know, you probably still throw the players in that. We, we, they're Genesis. Like I think yeah. there's some some stalwarts that we would consider, but we'd have to talk about it. Until well, and then, like, whatever right, the PGA Tour wins are worth two. What about like an opposite field? Uh, opposite field events are, are worth one. I hope our guys are not okay. playing opposite field events. I'll say that. So yeah, we're signature events are worth yeah, three. It could PGA be like like you know, it could be something for like the younger kids when they're coming out. You know, it's a good something point. for your like when Morikawa won at the you know at the Reno or whatever. That's a really good point. So uh, signature events are worth three. PGA Tour wins are worth two. Live wins are worth one. DP World Tour wins are worth one. Uh, opposite field events are worth one on the PGA Tour. And a major top five is worth one point. All right. So eight points for a major. Basically, I, I did my all, all my rankings based on who I think has the best chance to win majors. Right. The Neil, rest I lobbied for that top fives. I know exactly. I know exactly why you did. And I want to see where this guy's going to fall out. Uh, on your board, uh, we did a random generator online. I sent it to you guys. I videoed myself doing the random generator just to make sure you thought there, uh, you know, assume there would not be any shenanigans. It will be a snake a draft. Board. TC will have the first pick. I will have the second pick. And then Neil will have three and four. Oh, I'll take snake. five. TC gets six and seven uh, and so on and so forth. So without any further delay, uh, we are going to go 10 rounds. So 30 guys will be picked. 
uh, and we are going to go to TC first. TC, number one player over the next six years, who is going to rack up the most points? Who is your pick? Number one player. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise you here. Uh, I've thought about this a lot with my team. We, we can certainly talk about what a BDE is and everything like that, but I'm going to go with Victor Hovland. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I was hoping you'd take either Scheffler or Rom so that I didn't have to decide between the two and it was just going to become a lot easier. But uh, <laughs> wow. I think I think I'm bullish on Victor Hovland. I think he's the best golfer in the world. Okay. okay. I, uh, I disagree to- with that, but I appreciate Right. I Your think belief. over the next six years, he will be the best golfer in the world. Sure. That's 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 well said. That's the goal of this exercise again. I am taking Scotty. I think the ball striking truly is generational. Um, and I, he can't possibly put this back for six <laughs> years, right? I'm sure we're going to listen back to this in six years and laugh, but uh, I'm taking Scotty Scheffler uh, as, as my number one uh, pick. Neil, you get three any, and four. Well, or, Sally, any concerns about a back injury or anything? No, I'm, of course, but I mean, no more than anybody else. I'm, uh, you know, uh, just pedigree, man. Picks. I'm taking too easy. I'm taking John Rahm and Brooks Kepka. Oh, I was hoping Kepka would fall to me. Wow. Nope. Okay. I just think with majors, and I, I feel like that top five in majors, both those guys are are around. Next six years, we're in the prime. I feel like for both of them, healthy Brooks got to take him for the major points. God, I could break TC's heart right here if I wanted to, but I cannot. Cannot pass on Mr. Roy McElroy coming back at number five. So I have Scotty and Rory. God, I feel good about that. All right. I'm going to go kind of opposite ends of the spectrum here. I'm going to go Ludwig. Of course. At uh, the, the, what is that? The, That's your sixth pick. Sixth That's the sixth pick. pick. Yeah. And I'm going to surprise some people with the next one. Oh, my God. You're going go with with no hat, Pat? No Patrick hat, Pat. Oh no! Wow. Which, which that that's that's kind of a TC might not like him, but he respects him, and kind I appreciate of a tough that. Thing TC, where you know he like if I'm forced to root for him, that's really really difficult for me. But uh, I was texting with somebody today. He called him a quote weirdo industrialist, and I thought that was a really good way of putting it. Uh, I was afraid that this was going to come to me and I was not going to be able to go past this guy. I am going to take Xander uh, with the uh, eighth overall pick. I got to put my money where my mouth is. I've ridden for his major record. Uh, and You're going to you know, rack up top fives in majors there. So I like, will. That's going to be worth great for you. It's Just a, a tortoise and hare situation. I think he gets one. I think he gets yeah, one in the next six I, years. I mean, he better. Like That's what I'll say. All right, so we're 10 picks into this. We've got no, no, two we're, live guys. We're, we're eight picks in. Eight oh, sorry, picks eight in picks in. We got two live guys. They're both on Neil's team. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I I think my picks are justified on the snake there, right? Because it's, again, it's it's thinking about major wins. I think there's something to a guy that, two guys that have multiple major wins. I'm I'm happy with my squad right now. So on the way back around, I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa, another two-time major winner. Uh, He's got six more majors in him. That's in the past. That's in the past. I know, but I I think that that things are are looking up for for Mr. Colin. And this is this is where you know we're on the border of getting out of our our depth here. But I'm I'm thinking I'm going down the board here. God, what projects out? We we had time to prepare for this. This Is what? No, I know. I know. I had a couple names on here, but I don't like them at this point. Why don't I'm? You know what? I'll I'll take Max. Take two Cowboys. Easy pick here. I'm thrilled to get. I almost took him in the third, and I will take him here in the in the fourth. I said he's going to win a major this year. That is Zill Walatoris. It's a good pick. Neil, who'd you pick before Max? Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. Okay. 
All right, you got Zalatoris. God, this is going to get so it's get weird. It gets weird at the bottom thirty. I mean, I had Ooh. some names in there that uh, I yeah. had was not expecting to have. Uh, it, you know, when we started the exercise, I was not expecting to say that one of these guys is going to be one of the best thirty players for the next six years. Yeah. Sheesh. You know what? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. Wow. TC, He's I was thinking 30. that too. Between between him and Max, I was kind of. I think he might be. He's trending, and I I, I don't dislike that pick, TC. Thank you, Neil. Uh, wow. Let's see here. Oh, th- this is where it starts to kind of get weird. <laughs> I think. Are you gonna reach here, TC? You gonna reach? No, I'm, I'm not gonna reach. I, I just, you know, Blandy's in play. <laughs> He's he's playing some of the best golf of his life. Akshay, I know, I know you're thinking Akshay. You know, yeah. Nick Hardy, who who was the other guy that was playing the best golf in the world? What about Tommy? TC, hey, I, I told you. Yeah, well, I know that's that's kind of that's where my heart wants to go here, Neil. If you don't take Tommy within your first five picks, uh, that that really kind of says it all. We kind of have settled everything <laughs> at this point. You guys are you guys are baiting me into this. God, I can go with Big Tone because he wins a ton of Mule events. Uh, I could go with one of the Hoy guards. <sighs> Give me Tommy. Give me Tommy, baby. You had to do it. You had to do had it. To Tommy do it Fleetwood with with his fifth, uh, fifth pick. God, it does get hard at this point. Are you are you gonna back up your love for John the Baptist? I am going. To, uh, who is John the Baptist? Young Tom Kim. He's he stinks. I think I, I think Tom the Kim's kid. a complete injury risk too. I am going to take. I think I I I I could get value on that guy, so I'm not taking him just yet. I'm going to take Cam Smith. Okay. Well, I had Cam Smith on the list. Um, I'm going to go Wyndham Clark, mm. and I'm going to go with Gordon Sargent. Wow. Yeah, I'm reaching hard. Wyndham Sargent is off the board. Okay. All right, that's back around to me. This is interesting. I God, it's all live. Doing this live balance is really, really interesting. I am going to take Bryson. I like that. I like that. Bryson can win a major. Bryson could definitely yeah. win another major yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with Joaquin, and then I'm going to go with. It might be time to get weird, guys. Seventh round, you can you you can start to experiment a bit this far down the board. Yeah, I'm looking. You know, Sahis out there, Cam Young's out there, Sam Burns is out there. You got country music sensation Eric Cole out there with horse all sorts of sample size going on. But I think we're gonna we're gonna go in a different direction. We're gonna go with Nick Dunlap. Wow, TC, I I I've. I'm glad we can get this documented on paper. All right. For as hard as you've ridden for this guy, I cannot believe, cannot believe you'd let him get to me in the seventh round. All right. This is a damning, damning moment for you. Give me Jordan. I'm taking Jordan Spieth in the seventh the round. Lynx master. Hmm. Well, Keen's off the board. Let me take a look. Just let me just take a peek over at the live squad here. I mean, there's not, it's like, I'm not really looking at, I'm not feeling gooch. Gooch is so interesting because he's going to run out of major exceptions. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the rest of these guys, like Patrick Reed, like I'm not – the guys that have some status or some major exemptions, I'm not feeling – I'm kind of worried about the Joaquin thing. I mean, I guess nobody's taking Dustin. 
That I mean, he's over forty. He's in decline. I like, know. I know. That couldn't win a major. He, he, bad. That's bad age there. I don't like that at all. He gets into the Masters every year. Gets yeah, in the mass. he could win a major, but he also, you know, live wins are only worth one point. Like, and he's only gonna play fourteen times a year. But they are way easier to win. Uh, you know, with, I, with, I I think upside wise, Cam Young. I'm gonna take Cam Young, okay. even though he hasn't proved it to me. But I just feel like there's a lot of talent there. He was such a weird one because he doesn't fucking win on the PGA Tour and he doesn't, uh, you know, he's been a little close on majors. I just couldn't picture counting And up the I points. think I, I'm going to go with another kind of safe pick here, but I think a guy's going to be around because he works his ass off and is Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay. That's, that, that's kind of like a high floor. Yeah, like I think he's going to just be doing stuff Scored for the next well six years. well on his Wonderlick test. Like he doesn't, he's not going to get any trouble. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's swinging out of his shoes a little bit too much, so maybe... Maybe an injury risk, but I, I think he's got a sustainable career ahead of him. I'm going to take Hideki. Okay. Y'all forgot about Hideki, Hideki, didn't you? He's like no. 30, isn't he? He's older than that, right? Uh, maybe 32. 32, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. You know, Kieran Vincent's staring me in the face. <laughs> Dean Burmester. <laughs> uh, you know, you got, uh, you got Coke Rack. Things of that nature. Gosh, in all seriousness. I love my team. <laughs> You're gonna get Vikings. So who's the who's the team that got cut off the clock or because they didn't get a pick in in time? Uh, big tone struggling. It, this is this is huh, it's bleak a at lot the bottom. of different directions we it's can go here, guys. Bleak at the bottom. Give me Sahith. Okay. And who else? You get two there. Let's see here. Uh, give me Sahith and give me, give me Sungjae. Hmm. Interesting. God, I, I looked at Sungjae. I looked at him. I, didn't know I what just to do don't. With him. I, I don't either. I, I, we got to start doing something here pretty soon. I'm going with Nikolai Hoygaard in my ninth round. Neil, your final two picks. I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Berger. Hmm. I like that. And I'll go. I'll take Sam Burns too. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take Tom Kim. Tom Kim in the tenth final pick. I will sprint home with that team. All star team here. TC final pick. Who's Mister Irrelevant? Yeah, Mister Irrelevant. I could go with uh, Sammy Valamaki. <laughs> I could go with Albert Hansen. Uh, although he's you know probably probably a few years away. Mister Pavan. Yeah, we could go with. One of the young Japanese. I took a gentlemen. look at uh, uh, Nick Taylor. I think he's, I think he's going to be around. Yeah, I, like I wish Thor Bjornsson wasn't hurt. I, I, you know, I think that would be a big reach on Nick Taylor. Fair enough. Personally, um, I could even go with Jason Day. Like he's playing some good golf. He's getting older, but uh, let's see. So you, so you, you went with Nikolai Hoygaard? I did. So I, yes. I could go with I could go with Rasmus. I could go with Adrian Dumont de Chassard. This was the worst thing we could have done was give him the yeah. very last pick. Neil, this no. one's this is this I is on the random order. Order. the unstable compound. Next name you say, TC is your <laughs> pick. This is it. That is TC, the rule. You gotta That's make a pick. Here. Next name you say is your pick. Okay. Okay. Huh. Uh it's obvious, I think, who it should be. Really? Yeah. It's obvious. Interesting. He, is he inside the top 100 in the world? 
depends on if you use the corrupt rankings or the world or the real rankings. <laughs> we should uh, use yeah, the, he certainly what, are is. The, what are the SI ones? <laughs> the distance per shot rankings. <laughs> yeah. You could That's use the thirst, the thirsty golf rankings, the distance per shot, data golf, or uh, the corrupt world golf rankings. Give me a big tone. Wow. The unstable compound not coming off the board. Min Woo Lee. I would have thought he would have gotten. He was on my big board there. Um, I think he's like 26. Is that? I'm totally guessing. Okay. I'm just going for some guys that are, you know, absolutely like, like big tone plays a lot. He's right in the prime of his career. He just hasn't played great lately, but so it's hard. It's that's what's yeah. weird about so this. Much you don't really know. Bias. Yeah, it's really hard not to. Min Woolley is 25 and a half. Um, so Anybody all right, TC's like team we left out there. It's, it's, the, the names that were on there: Rasmus, Tyrrell Hatton. I had no interest Hatton. in. He doesn't yeah. do anything in majors, and he plays on Live now. I think that's the low ceiling. Keegan, I mean, he's he wins I feel a lot. Like he's getting older though. I I the, the yeah. six years out thing is where I'm I like, it's I don't know. He looks like Kucher to me in six years. Uh, Corey Connors, um, I had I had out there. He's been like the forgotten man lately. I, I feel like I haven't heard or seen much of my guy. I'll tell you who we may have forgotten out there. Ricky. Cam Davis. Cam Davis is really good. Yeah, he kind of just doesn't do that much, though, TC. I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, JT Poston. TC, who you said is just, you know. I think he's the most underrated player in the world right now, Neil. World class. Uh, <laughs> country music sensation, Eric Cole. None of us wanted to take a chance on. Justin Saw. If I had a name to uh, that I think can go boom, that I, that I had to pick to play with, Win Yi Ding, uh, the amateur, he is very, very, very legit. Very, very, very legit and could go thermonuclear boom. Um, really impressive golf swing. That was the, that was the one that was Mormon? off the board. Yeah. We could keep, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll do a secondary draft. Maybe we'll do the next 10 picks if this was a hit for people. I, this was very fun to do. I hope it was fun to listen to. But TC's team is Hovland. Ludwig, Cantlay, JT, Fleetwood, Neiman, Dunlap, Sahith, Sungjae, and Big Tone. I have Scotty, Rory, Xander, Zalatoris, Cam Smith, Bryson, Spieth, Hideki, Nikolai Hoygaard, and Tom Kim. Neil has Rom, Kepka, Morikawa, Homa, Wyndham Clark, Gordon Sargent, Cam Young, Matt Fitzpatrick, Daniel Berger, and Sam Burns. I absolutely, I love my team. Let's let's put a hundred. Yeah, no in. winners up top though. No winners. No winners. No, nobody what? wants the ball. And wants to go score. <laughs> you got. I got no winners. winners. Wait, I got. Wait, winners Solly doesn't up. have winners. Guys are like when it, like Xander, Rory struggling in majors. Scotty st- struggling with the putting. I mean, yeah, they're big names, but I like my squad. Come on. I tell you what, a really interesting one would have been Mickelson. If he wins one major. <laughs> yeah. There is. I mean, it's weird to think like Gary Woodland won a major. Brian Harmon won a major. Like, yeah. you know, so, some random names. We're not going to have all the majors covered over the next six years with these 30 guys. I can promise you that. But yeah, um, that was fun. That's a fun way to start the show versus uh, just getting right into the, the, the to the very shitty stuff. Before we do get going, when we're choosing what to wear, the key is to be comfortable. We also want to look good. That's why we love Dewar jeans spelled D-U-E-R. Dewar denim is the perfect mix of comfort style and stretch. Uh, I also love their no sweat style. I have that in gull, uh, which is kind of like an olive color. They're wildly functional. They can be both dressy and casual. They're very comfortable. I wore them to function at the Sloan Conference this past week. Uh, they very quickly become my go-to casual pant. They will go within any situation. I've also got the performance denim in the rinse color. Just a fantastic pair of jeans. Uh, I'm way in. What have you guys got? I've got the uh, jeans with a, with the liner. It's 
been great for the winter time. They're, they're almost like waterproof jeans, which I've been uh, rocking on on some dog walks lately because it's been very rainy in the big city. I've got some of the jeans. I don't know which wash I have. They, they've got a ton of like flexibility to them. A lot of stretch. They've been like I I've I stopped wearing jeans maybe six or seven years ago, and this has got like I'm back to wearing jeans now. TC is back. The denim is back. Uh, they have, Dewar has so many fabrics and styles to choose from. You can look great and feel relaxed no matter what you are doing. They make stretch performance denim and lifestyle apparel for men and women. Their timeless styles are unlike traditional denim. They're made from natural fibers for high stretch, breathability, and moisture absorption. They're complete with temperature regulating and antimicrobial properties to feel fresh, cool, and dry from the performance denim to the no sweat jogger you can find a pair that fits any occasion plus they value sustainability use 85 percent plant-based materials for natural softness and comfort upgrade your wardrobe and order a pair of doer jeans today check out doers flagship stores in la or denver or shop online at shopdoer.com nlu you get 20 percent off site-wide when you use that special url that's shop d-u-e-r.com nlu it's an awesome deal don't wait get 20 percent off now shopdoer.com nlu we got to send Randy to the store. He should, I wanted to go check it out. All right. Cognizant Palm Beach's massive Sunday rain delay means a Monday finish. We elected to go ahead with the pod tonight. I don't think uh, all the things we have to talk about uh, tonight are contingent on who wins this tomorrow. Could this have been avoided today? This was, uh, they Probably. went off in twosomes uh, off one tee and they got absolutely boned by a three plus hour delay today. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Which they was in the forecast way. the whole time. Like they, I, they didn't even try to get I it guess in. It's better though, if it's a shorter rain delay. I mean, they're they're probably still finishing on Monday though with three, two T three guys. You, I don't know if they get it all in because it seems like complicates really things afternoon. for tomorrow for the Seminole Pro member Neil. I know you're a big Seminole Pro member guy. I was, I was looking over the uh, <laughs> the field. <laughs> There's some some masters of the universe. Uh, it always always shocked me. Like, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Part of me wonders with the horrible start the tour has had to the year, like another day of moving up threesome tea times, tape delay coverage, all the things that would have come with the horrible ratings that they were like, Hey, let's just, let's just go for it and hope we get lucky. And, uh, the PGA tour is not going to get lucky this year. I think no. we have evidence of that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if they would have got it in. They could have got a lot more golf, uh, in today. Cause yeah, Austin Eckert still has 12 holes to play. He's at 15 under Eric Van Royen is 14, but he's in the house. He he shot 28 on the front nine today. Jake Knapp is at 13 under. He only has three holes to go and Shane Lowry is three back, but has 13 holes to play. So, um, kind of weirdly doesn't seem like that interesting of a, of a finish. I hope I'm rooting for Austin Eckert though. I know he's your boy TC. Yeah. I, I think I, I need to go back and listen to the preseason pod. Cause I think I, that was one of my predictions, right? Eckroat among many others. We, <laughs> have to, we would have to check the tape on that pot or maybe one in this in the fall. Yeah. Who can really say? I, I just want to say Shane Lowry, random horse for course here. Always yeah. seems to be sniffing around, hasn't won it yet, but uh always in the hunt down here. I don't I wonder what it is about the Palm Beaches that gets him gets him. I going. think he lives down there, right? He does. Yeah. He I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Norin, your boy Solly, he's playing well. Uh Billy Horschel. Showing some form as well. Horschel uh, really wanted to finish. He back. was yeah. rushing to get uh get the tee shot in on 18 so he could get in the house and get up to get up to I assume he, is he in Bay Hill? I actually don't even know. Maybe just to get home. Uh but Keith uh, Mitchell, did not get 65 it. today, too. That's a, a strong, strong performance from him. I mean, like I've, I do feel like with some of these guys like a Tyson Alexander, Doug Gim, guys like that playing well, getting a top 10, like 
priority ranking has become a massive, massive deal this season with guys just not like straight up not being able to get into events because you know a lot of guys are playing more often now and uh yeah so i don't know i just i struggle with the forecast was bad like all week for today and they still chose like they're like i guess the tour meteorologist said it was a 30 percent chance of rain and no thunder and lightning and it just <laughs> it just was bleak uh it, it, you know it's just another thing like like if there's a right decision to be made, the tour refuses to make that decision. Just doesn't seem like anybody's very focused right now. Uh, (laughs) That's just the word I keep coming back to the whole, the whole beginning of the season has just felt very unfocused. Some of that is uncontrollable with just with the the wins you're getting TC, you make a good point about the uh, priority ranking stuff, a story that's not being told though, right? Like hard to follow how important that is for, you know, maybe there's yeah. a storyline there with some of these guys to help fans get a little bit more excited about a, a lesser known guy winning. Um, I think the Jake Knapp stuff is is great. Like he seems it's cool to see a guy go on a hot streak and a guy with some personality and some flair. Uh, but yeah, it's been a you know, it's kind of kind of another week of like, man, this is not going great. It, it's just kind of wild too to have this this open weekend kind of of not you know post football season there just it does seem to be a vacuum right when there was the rain delay today I was like oh shit what do I what do I do today I guess I'll sand down the trim that I was uh, this that trim project I haven't finalized yet because it is like there's nothing really else on and it just seems like it's amazing that they can't I mean, yeah, really banging out mind hunter episodes on on Netflix <laughs> <laughs> it's just bleak stuff you know all around that they can't figure out a way to to get their events to peak this time of year. What what do you what do you think about the setup this week? Little little chatter. They got the new date. Um, you know, a little bit away from the West Coast swing, trying to recruit some more guys. Maybe a little more benign setup uh, as we go into Bay Hill and into the players. Uh, I think they successfully recruited a few more guys to come. I don't know if that was kind of the the string attached there, but no wind. Also, uh, a little bit lower scores. I think a little bit more meaning made of this than than maybe there was. The scores are. 0.3 shots lower overall compared to last year with a little bit better field this year. So it seems kind of similar to me than last year, 10 move from a par four to a par five. Um, so I'm just using straight scoring average, not in relation to par on that. And I don't know, it doesn't, that doesn't bother me as much. Uh, maybe as it's bothering some other people just because the wind didn't blow. It, I mean, it feels like they did neuter the course a little bit too. Smiley had a tweet uh, just kind of referring to, you know, he said already 27 players under par at PGA National this morning. Some reasons why primary rough, very short compared to, to, to years past. Fairway cut around the greens appears longer, even though officials confirmed it's the same length. Course is playing softer. Um, and then he said, you know, basically where the tournament sits in the calendar. If you are a player in the signature events, why would you go beat yourself up for four days and get tired for Bay Hill and players back to back weeks? More money and points available to the to the following to I don't mind the slight tweak to the course still going to be difficult but that's a good point of you know they're trying to get more guys to show up for this you know kind of it's in a weird spot on the calendar and it just does it didn't feel like it matched up to the identity of of what this tournament has been about in the past I think it's just a, a, a function of the realities of pro golf though, right? I mean, what that what this tournament has turned into was dog shit, right? I mean, no one playing in it, weird spot on the calendar and just a total shell of itself to the point that Honda, the longest running sponsor on tour, didn't want to be involved in it anymore, right? So it's hard. You know, it's called it, the cognizant. <laughs> until, you can, until you can demand where guys show up, 
Like you have to be doing things to help recruit players to the events. The guys that are in town living there are not showing up for the event. So again, it's just kind of one of the realities of, of the PGA tour. Right. And I, I, I don't, I really don't know. I, I don't, I don't know who wins there. If, if they make it way harder and then just have less good players show up because I want to watch the best players. Yeah, it's it's just such a sad state of affairs, though, that, that like this is where we're at, that they have to ease up on the course setup to get guys to show up. You know, I thought that stuff was a little premature, though. Like, let's wait till the tournament ends and see where the score ends up. Like, I felt like we were complaining about this on Thursday and Friday. It's just like I like, Listen, why no, don't we wait till is, Sunday or Monday? Know, this is over. not my Honda Classic, okay? Sure. Sure. TC, I understand. Jack's still in the booth, though. Still, still getting up in there with uh, with Dan Hicks. Chopping it up about ice cream and other 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 things too. We had Luke Donald in the booth as well, uh, making an appearance. I, I enjoyed listening to him. He was uh, I thought he was his his commentary commentary was delightful. Um, don't have a whole lot more to add other than it was, I was a, watching a nice on second screen a lot and just kind of on mute, so I didn't really pick up. It's on It's not much worth of it. investing all of your time into. It's just not. <laughs> well, yeah, and then like I feel like you know all NBC wants to do is just plug the Olympics the whole time. <laughs> they weave Olympics into everything. Like, oh, CT Pan, bronze medalist in Tokyo. Oh my God, make it stop. Hey, was was Fluff on CT Pan's bag? Did I I, I think I saw you know Furex Caddy, Fluff. You guys know Fluff, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I think we can cut <laughs> that. Familiar with Fluff. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. I think I, I think I, I think he's working CT Pan's bag. Uh anyway, sorry to detract. Uh, other highlights, Thomas Dietrich had a, an awesome six putt. I'm really sorry about that, TC. I don't know where that, what that does uh, for your rankings. Um, and then uh, we got some news, some, some sponsors exemptions for Bay Hill. Uh, board members Adam Scott and Webb Simpson getting m- another round of exemptions uh, into a signature event here. Um, I'm so initial, torn on this, man. I know. Initial reaction was like, dude, that's not good. And then it's like, well... Man, I mean, these guys are putting in a heck of a lot of work, but it does just, it does just, it's a little bit of Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, playing the stock market <laughs> a little bit to me. Of like, be careful, Randy's going to come at you. you. You know, you get your Palo Alto networks in the, in the portfolio yeah, all of a sudden. Come you guys on. are making the rules here and you're getting these <laughs> bypass exemptions into it and uh, getting to play at it. It's just, I don't know, man. It, it's just a little just off. Just because you can doesn't mean yeah. you should. Adam Scott's been playing good golf, uh, you know, and I, I, there's something to that if, you know, he plays a little bit more of a global schedule and if he isn't able to get in the top 50 in the FedEx cup, it's not necessarily representative of the golf he plays and, and all that. I I get that web. I have a little bit more difficulty with, uh, as well, but you know, um, He's, he's kind of a sponsor's uh, dream as well. So Webb had some things to say this week. I was going to say Webb should, Webb should get one just for his Q&A with Shupak. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like Webb, Webb hasn't finished in the, like, he hasn't finished in the top 40 at an event since, uh, you know, last fall, basically. So I'm having some trouble with that one. World number two, 235 in the corrupt OWGR. I mean, he did say a lot in that interview, though, and I, I would preface any of our commentary on like, "Hey, man, I'm glad you're somebody's saying something." Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I love all of it. It feels like, yeah, these meetings are starting to turn into brainstorming sessions, which doesn't f- make me feel great about, like, you know, we're blowing past deadlines at the end of the year. Like, you know, I said last week. Yeah, my wife says, "Like, hey, what's going on with all that, uh, you know, PGA Tour." 
live golf mashup, you know, the, the collab. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like they know either. So that's, yeah. it, it was not, it was not a, uh, uh, it didn't make me feel super optimistic. Let me put it Web, that way. Webb saying, I'd love to work out a deal with Piff. Uh, you know, I have saying, what does that look like? Webb said, I have no idea. That's something that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about it. Like, we we got to get going. We gotta get going. <laughs> yeah, we got to get going on this, guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah we know, man. We're all, we're all saying that. That's not, I was hoping you would asked be if, guiding asked us a little if the more. board has a clear understanding of what Yasser and the Saudis are, think, are seeking, Webb said, we're not sure yet. Foster <laughs> loves the idea of team golf and the idea of franchises. And, you know, it's something any good company is going to listen to is its investors or potential investors and see why they want to do that. Uh, I think that conversation be sooner rather than later. Like, man, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, need to get in a room. I think he said at one point, like, yeah, we should get in a room with Yasser and, you know, maybe he, let him in on the whiteboard session. <laughs> It's so funny because he kept getting so close to get to like making really good points and then just finishing it like in the worst way possible. He's like, you know, how do either there's less spots, but we create a more competitive environment, right? Like, like field sizes, for example, 156, in my opinion, are just a terrible thing. And I'm like, Amen, yes, Web. hell yeah, let's go. He goes, I think field sizes need to go down to 144. <laughs> so sure, we're talking about taking spots away from guys, but in terms of path back for live guys, if live goes on two more years, you're only left with five or six guys with any kind of exemption left, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all this way of saying like, yeah, man, I don't, you're not making any of us feel any better about any of this, uh, any of what's going on. It is a big step up from when James Hahn was on the policy board spewing some of the most psychotic shit any of us have ever heard. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't leave you with uh, with a great feeling of where everything's heading. He talks about talks about the signature events. He's like, on paper, it's working great. Uh, ratings, I don't think, have something have been something to write home about. But it's hard because Pebble was rained out. Century is in, is, is in a different time zone. I think we'll know a lot more post RBC heritage. So we're throwing all of our eggs in the <laughs> post masters masters basket. Uh, and then he said he said about he said about Monahan. Uh, Chupag asked if anything will be determined before players. He said, my guess is Jay will do a press conference like he always does with players, and I bet he'll get into some of it or a lot of it and really bring the golf media up to date with where we are. I think he's shown this, that transparency is king right now, especially from leadership. And I think he wants to be as transparent as possible to the golf world as far as where we where we are, where we, what we're thinking, and where we're hoping to go. Like, I, man, when I think of transparency, I think of Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour. I want Monahan just to word for word, just redo his speech from last year and see if anyone notices. Just do the whole thing. Like we're focused on legacy, not leverage, uh, or the PJ tour is moving year? on. Uh, no, I think last year was the PJ tour is moving on. Right. And, uh, yeah, that moving on is not looking so great here, but on another note, um, the, the tour is adjusting field sizes from 144 to 156 man for the Valspar and Valero on the back. Web's pissed about that. <laughs> Uh, on the backs of a bunch of corn fairy guys not getting a lot of starts. Uh, this feels like a good adjustment uh, kind of in season uh, to make happen. Just, it, it, I think they've, they've badly miscalculated injuries and exemptions categories to the point where some of the guys that have graduated from the corn fair are getting kind of royally screwed out of this section of the year. But their time is coming. The, once the majors hit and summer opens up, uh, there'll be a lot of tournaments. That, uh, but, man, I was just thinking about that. How bleak everything looks right now. How bleak this summer is going to get once the once the majors oh, yeah. hit. How bad those uh, those summer events are going to be this year. Oh my god. 3M things of that nature. I think it's it does suck for some of the rookies or some of the guys that came off the Corn Ferry Tour when you know you've you've ostensibly got your PGA Tour card and you've and you haven't made a start since you know, you've been one start in like Palm Springs 
or like that's that's tough right and you know all right corn ferry tour has been down in latin america central america like you know that's not an easy trip to go down there and play it's it's yeah it's no man's land sucks yeah yeah that question was from glute activator was how bleak is the summer going to be uh this is the best part of the season another one amol yonick said does there does there feel like less excitement over the signature and elevated events this year compared to last year uh i'd say wholeheartedly yes I think it has everything to do with June 6th of just kind of killing any momentum they had going last year with uh, with what the future plan was for the PGA Tour. And now none of us have any idea what the future plan is. It's super hard to like pretend like this golf matters uh, anywhere in the world right now in between the majors. It just is so, so bleak. I think one other thing, too, is just the I totally get it. Like if you win a signature event, you should get more points. But there was a really good example in uh, a golf, you know, a, a golf channel piece on like, so Chan Kim, number two from the PGA tour or from the corn Ferry tour last year is, is next up at, at number 74. He's currently out of the playoffs because he posted two finishes of top or of T14 or better in his first four starts. Top 50 member Sepp Straka is number 48, despite posting two MCs in, in four starts, three of them signature no top 25s aside from a T12 at the small field century. So it's, that's, that's a tough one to stomach a little it bit. It is. Right? There's a lot of time left though. I mean, we, there's, there's four months left, right? I think if we look back at the end of the year and you can read back something like that, I think that's definitely worth reevaluating. It is, yeah. it's, this is Seamus We're power. Monitoring. Yeah. Right? Something the, worth, the, I was going to say TC, that's <laughs> definitely something to monitor. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, if we had the old system where all the, you know, reach around events counted and it's like, some yep. no names way out in front in the FedEx cup. It's like, there's, you know, we got, hopefully we can find the balance here at some point. And then we've got, you know, we got Zach Johnson and Jimmy Walker. doing. Hey, listen, Zach Johnson's playing well this week. I mean, he's still, he's still got some game. So he, he, the one thing I will say for Zach Johnson is he, he shows up and he plays well often. So I, I don't want to act like his, whatever, if it's an exemption or whatever, like at least he's taking advantage of it. What career money or 300 cuts made or something. I don't know what it is, but I just saw it today. today it's like 11 under. There's too many I'm cards. Gonna, I'm going to push back on Neil. It's la it's going back to Wyndham last year. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. I'm cut, talking about T this week. T60. One good start doesn't justify having okay. a PGA Well, listen, anymore. I'm just I'm calling him like I saw him today. Okay. I was like, oh, Zach Johnson playing well. This is a Zach not a Zach suspended. Johnson household. <laughs> he should be suspended after the Ryder Cup. <laughs> I, listen, yeah. I agree, TC. Would it be nice to get some 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 new blood bubbling up? Yes, it would be for sure. It's just funny that like, cause, cause Webb's one of those guys that's going to take advantage of that top, you know, 30 career money list exemption at some point too. And it's like, we're all looking for the guys who did this. And like all these guys have been on the policy board at different points and have basically enacted all of these get out of jail free cards. Speaking of Zach Johnson, uh, this episode is brought to you by season two of Netflix hit sports series, full swing. <laughs> 2023 was yet again a year like no other in the world of professional golf. The full swing cameras were there to capture it all from a controversial and divisive agreement between the PGA Tour and the PIF to the selection of Ryder Cup teams in the face-off between the U.S. and Europe and Marco Simone. Full swing takes you inside the locker rooms, meeting rooms, and family rooms where it all happened. We've seen the results on the course, but full swing takes you behind the scenes to experience the physical toughness, mental resilience, and technical prowess. It takes for Ricky Fowler to return to the winner's circle. 
or for Wyndham Clark to take down his first major. Also looks at the life of a pro when the pieces are not coming together, whether it's Joel Damon's struggle for newfound fame, uh, with newfound fame, I should say, or Justin Thomas missing his first FedEx Cup playoff since 2014 and fighting for that last Ryder Cup captain's pick. Relive the 2023 season of professional golf with inside access you won't find anywhere else. Watch Full Swing March 6th, only on Netflix. Uh, it's under embargo. I'm not allowed, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say about it uh, just yet, but I have watched it all, and uh, there's a lot of really good stuff in it. So I will encourage people to uh, to tune. I think we'll the embargo list tomorrow. Sorry, but the S- goes yeah, I can only. I think I can. Yeah, I think you might be right, but uh, we'll be recapping the entire season. We're recording that actually on Monday. That'll be out on Wednesday morning um, as uh, as it hits the Netflix airwaves. So whenever you are done watching it, uh, if, you know, obviously there's going to be spoilers in there. Whenever you are done watching it, you can listen to our recap whenever you want to. So. Sally, I got a couple more things from, from Cognizant real quick. Okay. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Bud Colley. Seriously. That that comeback's been underreported and underappreciated. Three years off, a slew of injuries from car accident. Uh, just a you know, pretty remarkable stretch of golf he's playing right now. So just shout out to him. That's that's been awesome to see. You know, on the flip side, I, I couldn't believe country music sensation Eric Cole finishing almost DFL in this event. Uh, allegedly, he took a week off. What? And this is this is what happens when he <laughs> takes a week off. He's got to build it all back together now. Oh, he's been on I the road. Been, you know, life on tour, man. It, it drags yeah. you down. You know, every every night, a different hotel, a different city, different, you know, different stage. It, it just gets a little difficult at some point. Byron Maxwell, 76, asked us to the, address the Rory rumor, please. Um, listen, I would be, let me just put it this way. I would be the most stunned of any development in the history of golf uh, if Rory was going to live. I'll just put it that way. He is not in talks with Liv from what I gather. If he's joking about it at a press conference, I don't think uh, that means he's actually potentially going to live. It would be one of the great heel turns of all time. I, I, I would like to scheme out maybe an entire episode of what would happen if Rory went to live because it would be, uh, man, that would be absolutely insane on so many different levels. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I think, I do think he's trying to put some pressure on the big wigs at the tour to make something happen, sure. right? I think it's, you know, I, I, I'm sensing some frustration from him. I think. There's been some rumors abound of, of, you know, Piff and the DP World Tour talking. Uh, I could see Rory being involved in that. Basically say, all right, cool. PGA Tour is not going to do my global tour idea. Then, you know what, I'm going to go with somebody who who will. And then I can still play the PGA Tour and the majors and all that. Yeah. The only I, I don't thing know, I struggle I, with that is just his relationship with SSG as well. And, I, you know, I, I don't... But, but I, I, like, what if Fenway was involved with that too? Because they have a relationship with the Saudis already and the be. DP World Tour already. I don't think they would want to be investing in two separate, different, um, you know, competing interests. But I mean, again, I, this is the the problem with all this. Is like, I think we're thinking too much along the lines of common sense, and that is not what has been ruling out over the last couple of years. And you end up with these decisions that are like blindsiding us because I think you know we just keep expecting common sense to prevail, and it just has not yet. Or it just seems like money keeps prevailing, and we're like, you know, maybe we're getting fooled by that. Well, it seems like inertia is like definitely prevailing too. It's, it seems like the tour is trying to make strides internally. Like they've moved a bunch of stuff over PGA Tour Enterprises. I think everybody's getting their paychecks from there now. 
Uh, us included, right, Solly? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I talked to Randy about that. I saw that that uh, that chain. I saw that come through that wire come through. I was like, yeah. PGA Tour Enterprises. It normally says PGA Tour, but it seems like they're trying to. They're, Jay yeah, personally they're trying, signs them. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, they're trying to bring more tournaments in, like in under the umbrella of championship management, it's like similar to what they did with the Cognizant, where they basically kick out the host organization. I think they're trying to do that at Quail Hollow. Right now, I think they're trying to buy the Ryder Cup. Like that seems like a basically a certainty. Buy that off the PGA of America. So they're trying to get all their ducks in a row, but it's like the house is on fire over here, and they're trying to like remodel the. Well, kitchen. it feels like everything. There, it, that's where when I said it earlier, the, the unfocused, distracted, yeah. lot lot of of stuff going on over here, and we're not really paying attention to the the product being rolled out week to week. I, the thing I'll say about Rory is, I'd like to see him play a little better. Uh, it's like this week. So like, well Hey, listen, if he's he trolling the on the mic and he's, I hope he's in a good mood. That's great. But like, man, like I, I kind of wish we'd just maybe get back in the lab a little bit and, and just say a little less. I maybe I'm feeling that way. Like a lot, like Rory's on full swing a ton. So i you know, I watched the whole season too. And like, maybe that's some of that is, um, maybe I'm, I'm being influenced by stuff he said last year, or I've just had a bunch of, of Rory in my, life this week but i'm I, i'd like to see him just play a little better and go go win and, and trend towards you know augusta basically so when we get caught up in these rumors that then i i gotta think like okay if he's trolling great but like that's gonna suck a little bit of energy out right because now it's gonna be asked about it this week and he's gonna be asked about it next week and and i mean is that really what what he wants to be thinking about right now maybe i don't know he seemed to he seemed to welcome that uh i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he using it as fuel think Sally? his fuel yeah just you know it's like he needs that chip he needs that that people doubted me or people you know here's here's what like i'm i'm hoping in that uh he's played really well in a lot of stretches leading up to the masters and it just hasn't fucking mattered it just has not like when the gun goes off like the only thing that matters when the masters starts it doesn't matter how you played in your practice round doesn't matter how you played the week before the only thing that matters is being ready for that exact moment so i'm thinking about this a lot in terms of spring training watching my red legs of like look yeah you can go four for four today but like it doesn't matter whatever's going to matter it starts march 28th and the optimist in me is saying like maybe he really is using all of this as training ground for like trying to peak exactly for that right and not being as concerned um it's he's playing a lot i'm sure he's going to want at least a couple good finishes a couple good feels in there um but yeah i mean i'm i'm a little concerned with how his game has looked over so far this year since he's came to the states t66 at, at pebble t24 at genesis and he's t16 sitting there right now he's finished um he'll probably slide down uh, a bit from that um in a weaker field yeah i mean those are not good starts to his year and not uh you know representative of him as a player so i don't think i was like wildly i mean he shot 67 67 round one two he made, he made a, a triple, triple saturday, saturday yeah. yeah yeah that was that was you know, Which, pretty uncharacteristic. He of, tried to hit a ball out of the water. He did something similar 16. at Pebble, though. Like that, there just seems to be kind of incomplete weeks going on. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you could say, "Hey, that's golf." But I'm also just a little bit like, "Let's not." I'm just. Uh, I just want to watch him play golf, right? I, I I feel like you know you're off the policy board. You, you seem like that yeah. turned into a big distraction for you. Then maybe we step away from the mic for a little while. I agree with that. Yep. Uh, over to, uh, not over to Jeddah, over to King Abdullah Economic City. Um, Thank you, Solly. Yeah. It, it seems like, it seems like the live. I think we've folks broken through have, with them. Yeah. 
That's been that's been maybe my number one cause over the last several years. It's just King Abdul Economic City getting shortchanged by calling this event Live Jetta. Um, uh, the big story of the week, of course, the return, the long-awaited return that everyone's been clamoring for, the return of Anthony Kim to competitive golf after 12 years away. Uh, Neil, I'm gonna throw it to you first. What's your uh, what's your general reaction to uh, not even necessarily to to how AK played? He of course finished dead last this week, but uh, w- what's your reaction to to the return of AK? Uh, I think I said it last week. I'm more. I really mean this when I say I'm more interested in AK like as a human, like as a person. And I I still have really yet to hear him talk. Um, other than maybe maybe I saw a clip of him talking. I mean, I saw finally saw like for. All of last week, we didn't see a picture of him. Like I was like, "Oh, is this actually going to happen?" Um, I just like to hear about, you know, not that not that I'm entitled to this, but the last 12 years, and I'd like to hear why he came back. And so I'm I'm kind of I'm more interested in the story uh, in the why of this instead of really seeing him play golf, watching some of the clips and the highlights. Uh, his swing looks it looks good. It looks a little, you know, he looks rusty, obviously. Um, it'd be a letdown anywhere he came back to play, but I'm, I truly mean this when I say like I'm rooting for him, but I, I feel like I'm rooting for him as a person. Like, I hope he's not being like used as a totally like a circus attraction, you know, like I hope he actually wants to be there. Like, does he really want to sign up? Maybe this, this definitely feels like a better situation for him than him trying to grind his way back on the PGA tour. I, I, I mean that like guaranteed it's, it's a pretty comfy setup for him right now. Does he deserve that? Uh, I guess if, but then again, we go back to our like old Jake Paul jokes of like, we're one step away from like, well, let's just get attention any way we can. But like, I, I will withhold that judgment until he's played, let's say five events and see where we're at. But if he's dead last in all of them, it's like, what are we doing? Like, um, and, and, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. Like, I, I kind of think it would be awesome if he went out and balled out. So I hope he's like, I hope he wants to be there. And this is like, but I would like to hear that from him. Like, I'd like to kind of understand where he's at. So that's, I guess, my take. Uh, yeah, I, I held off on saying anything on the, on social this week just because it's kind of impossible to weigh in until, like, we hear his story. Like, we've certainly, you know, heard some things about the situation, but it it really is his story to tell and not ours, especially with the severity of, you know, some of the contents of that story. It's not a golf story, I don't really think. It's more of a... Uh, of a human story. And I know, I know people hate the the whole, like, you know, I know something, but can't tell you thing, but it's kind of an impossible situation here to try to comment on things that are like public, like his performance and him playing live while also having an idea of what's been going on behind the scenes, but definitely not to the extent where we can like actually tell that story. Like, like he said, he's going to tell that story when it's time, but it also just makes the timing of him coming back super weird. But, you know, from what we've gathered, there is some sort of documentary in the works, no clue if, you know, on its status or if it, you know, him coming back changes that now that he's under the live umbrella. But the whole situation just makes me really uncomfortable. Uh, I, I I can't help but think that he is being exploited, like by, you know, both by his handlers, by Norman, by Liv. He's like a pawn now. Who and are this, his handlers? I, I, I have an idea of, of who they are. But again, that's just kind of something that, uh, you know, we're just kind of have heard offhand. But he's just a pawn in this dumbass golf war. And there is like a reason he hasn't played competitive in 12 years. Like he's not, he's not going to be competitive. He's just not like he's bringing some short-term eyeballs to live, but I think this is probably going to get old pretty quickly. There was certainly a buzz this week, but it all just felt very uncomfortable. Like, I don't really know what the goal is here. Like 
it's kind of a can't win for Liv. Like if he plays well, like that doesn't really speak greatly of the competitive nature of the Live Tour. And if he doesn't, it's just a sideshow. And then, you know, when you have limited fields and you desperately want OWGR points, it's not a good look to guarantee a start in every one of these events. But it's also, I don't know. I, I don't know Such him a personally. Funny own goal. <laughs> it, it, you know, and Neil, I'm with you. Like, I don't know him at all. I, and I, you know, he, we haven't even, since we've been doing this, he's not even been around in the golf world. Like I, I, but I do find myself rooting for him as a person and like best case scenario, I think for all of this is that competitive golf helps him keep his life on track. And if it does, I think we can view this whole experiment as a success, regardless of what he shoots, but it's really hard to say anything more than that at this point. And it's not, um, I don't know, man, it's really uncomfortable and it's, I, I don't know what the, what the realistic hope is here. Yeah, I don't know what success looks like, right? I mean, if yeah, he's it's successful. That's it's it kind of undercuts live their credibility. And if he's, he's gone this long without playing, like again, it, it's one of those things too. Where like he, he, the prime of his life, he decided not to play pro golf for I'm sure a variety of reasons and health reasons. But again, we don't know that, right? And you can't just that's kind of where back. I'm at. I I would just like to hear that. Like, why now? Yeah. And, and if it's for the money, that's dude. Like, let's. That's Which fine. the money? I, it I didn't seem good, like good he's getting him, that much money. Is he uh, getting like like? I, I was kind of underwhelmed by the dollar figures being. But again, being that's, yeah, about. and that's kind of depends on what happened with the insurance thing, which is again kind of part of that story that we don't really we, we know don't yet. really know. It's like, oh yeah, he's yeah. always had this insurance policy. That's why it doesn't come back. It's like nobody really knows if that's true or not, or like who paid it off. Did it get paid off? I, I guess it was there an insurance policy. Like AK's always been. Yeah, like we made shirts. Eight legends never die. It's like sometimes it's like that the legend is is better than the than the reality. <laughs> well, there's, the reality. there's no more I mean, legend anymore now, right? And then okay, yeah. so then I saw a lot of questions online this week of like, oh well, what if he came back to the PGA tour? You guys would be riding, you know, de riding for him. It's like honestly, in some ways, it would probably work itself out a little quicker because he probably just missed the cut. Right. So it's, it's like, he wouldn't get exemptions into, you know, the top, the signature events, right? Like his, he, would like to, he would have to join the policy board. No, but if, <laughs> yeah. If like, uh, you know, I think he lives in Dallas. So like he gets an exemption in the Byron Nelson. It'd be like, yeah, that'd be a fun, probably a, a story. Like, okay. But I think he'd you probably know, now have it's the to, CJ Cup. CJ uh, Cup. Honoring me. Byron Nelson. Okay. Then it, it would feel like if he made the cut, it would be a massive story, but it would probably be, I don't know. I guess it, I'd feel kind of similarly of like, all right, let's see what happens. I guess it, it, it feels a little different when it's going on like on the other side of the world and I can't watch it live. And it, it just, you know, they're sending out hype videos of the desert and like sand blowing high haters. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, what is it feel? It truly feels like we're in the metaverse and I'm, yes. I'm starting to, <laughs> so starting to struggle just with like everything, man. <laughs> it uh from what we from what we have heard like it, this does sound rushed like really rushed and it may have made sense a year from now or to, to start the next season um if there was a real actual comeback but again that's where i get back to the, like this just being a pawn in this dumbass game like sure live got the buzz now he's going they're going to hong kong next or singapore next i, I forget where they're going next hong kong. um and then they come back to the states like i guess you know getting a couple starts with no fans around is maybe again part of the goal but again i i, I don't know it's yeah, maybe, maybe we'll that's get the story. It, right? You warm yeah. up, and then you, as their season ramps up, he's in in form. But it's just hard to think. Did you guys, did you guys see the TV, the 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 caffeine, the uh, oh yeah, streaming platform they're on was, was. I think they were reporting that what like 
two million Couple million people watch two million, million people viewers. watch that case yeah. return. And the comments below were, uh, you know, outside of like the CC, like this is it, this is the future. A lot of people, what's caffeine TV? Like genuinely, people being like, what is that? <laughs> well, and Sally, you said like, all right, so this was on YouTube, and there's <laughs> the lar- the largest like, video platform, fifty thousand people total watched, and. We're supposed to believe that 2 million people watched on caffeine TV. Like, I think 2 million people watched the Masters streaming, exactly. right? Like, 2.7, somebody 2.7 million watched the Thursday Masters uh, broadcast, but 2 million people on caffeine. I literally have never heard of this network before they announced this partnership, but 2 million people logged on to watch that. Not, they don't get 70,000 people to log on to the CW app to watch uh, Live Golf when it's on, they don't get 10,000 people. Uh, to watch it on the Live Plus app, and uh, they don't get two hundred thousand people to watch on YouTube, but two million on this network that I've never heard of before is the actual published number that they put out to convince us that uh, that, that that it was a success. And it's I honestly, outrageous. if there were two million people watching, like good for them. That's that's great. But like, I, you know, I it gets back to what I think. Neil, if there were, they would year. have a TV deal. They would know, have a television deal. But I, I want to get back to like, it wouldn't be on caffeine. They would Stop. love to sell that. I just, just theoretically, if there were 2 million people on caffeine <laughs> TV, Stop telling me about it. Just have the two million people. Just just keep them. You know that's it's that's great. Fake. Those two, yeah, just those two million can go over there. I just stop telling me how how much I'm. Stop trying to make me feel like I have FOMO. I don't have it. <laughs> Even some of the people down in Australia, they they're reaching out. They're like, yeah, like Live was great to watch the last couple of years, and now it's just on like linear TV, and they load it with commercials. <laughs> it's just yeah. as bad as. Anything the biggest mistake now. I think they've made is taking it. They, they should have kept rolling with YouTube. I think they'd have a ton of momentum right now. So Agreed. I think some ego got in the way with that decision. You Agreed. can still watch uh, it on YouTube, right? Yeah. Can you? The first round, at least, I think you can. I I, uh, I don't know exactly, but uh, uh, I mean, listen, I got to give credit where credit's due on the live on the live front. Pace to play a penalty. <laughs> that that is sweet. Really good stuff. Which is like, you know what? Like we're we're relying on these guys, the the inherently unserious, fifty four man three you know three round shotgun start league to actually enforce the rules and pace of play. It's it blows my mind. This is gonna you know this is gonna end with Bryson in a video guy. OWGR, what are we doing, guys? Huh? We gave Moronk a pace of play penalty. Huh? What are we What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? Which and and like. I feel bad because it's my cliques, obviously. Cliques didn't have a good week. Yeah. Blandy, Blandy oh, no was outside way. the top four. The 14. crushers are on a on the war path uh, right now. Unbelievable. But man, it was it was and I think Rom's been in the group where they that they've warned every single time on pace of play, too. Which I, I can't imagine Rom starting on like the third hole in a shotgun. Like I, I bet he's so pissed when he's like, then they cart is, him out. They cart him this out. This is fucking seven. stupid. This is stupid. Like, why are you starting me on seven? Why not ten? <laughs> At least ten. <laughs> Oh, oh! Now, now I have to start on a par three. This is bullshit. <laughs> Rob, Rob, he's probably getting uh, getting all these uh, pace of play warnings because he's like actually taking the golf seriously. They're like, hey, dude, man, there's music playing. Just, just yeah. keep it moving. Just, just keep Come it on. moving. Come on, John. And then, all right. So, so Wade Ormsby subbed in for for Matt Wolf, who withdrew due to this some was, sickness. You see, this was the or- first I'm hearing of this. That they have guys just sitting around waiting for guys to withdraw to sub in mid tournament. That's the first I'm hearing of this. 
Did the, I think this uh, did happen last year or, or two years ago? Uh, I think Avi Bonrat's been yeah. one of the subs a couple times. I forgot about that though. So, uh, probably should, uh, uh, Joaquin Neiman won by four shots um, as well. His second win, he immediately is getting interviewed by, of course, Dom Boulay afterward. Um, Dom, boy. <laughs> Dom tells him he's a favorite for a major, and he responds, of course, saying, How could that be if I'm 100 in the world? Uh, despite getting a special exemption into the Masters, uh, the first thing Neiman does yet again after winning a live event is whine about his OWGR ranking. That's going to really appeal to the golf masses here. Well, it seems to be motivating him, so good good on him. I mean, I hope he comes in balling out. Like, it, there is no doubt that this division or this bifurcation of the pro game does make the, mas- the Masters and the Majors I think it makes it more interesting. And so That's I hope true. the live guys bring their game. And it's nice to see uh, my guy Keen balling out right now. It it makes it more interesting comparison to all the other events, but I don't think it like makes it more interesting than the majors were prior to this because it's still like the part of it that bothers me, and especially like after watching full swing, is like the talk of all the you know, the live ma- the guys' performances in the majors validate live. It's like if it did, people would watch, but nobody's still wa- like no one's watching, no one's paying attention, and nothing well, two, is changed. Two million people are watching on well, other than Caffeine TV. TV. <laughs> like it doesn't change anything about the live product. Again, whether or not live players can still compete in majors, that question's been answered. Like, I don't think there's no one realistically it's a it's that i was told steph curry couldn't shoot meme going around of like everyone's saying the live guys can't compete in majors anymore i was like some guys were saying that going into last year i was not one of them certainly but i don't know how anyone is saying that at this point i mean they have rom now and they have kepka who won a major last year like that's over and done with once the majors come around i know for me it's going to be just golf as usual i do not find myself rooting against any of the live players in these events as much as I think the live product is stupid and the biggest waste of my time and my professional career uh, is is this split of these two these two tours that cannot sustain this. Uh, the majors are going to be normal golf events. It's going to be exciting and it's going to be way worth investing your time compared to these normal week to week. I yeah, I agree with that. The I get a little sick of this stuff too when it's like there is a path into these events. If you guys, it's like you got the money. Now you're going to have to work a little harder to get into these events you wanted to play in. Like, I think that's a fair trade-off. Like, and like, okay, should we fix the OWGR? Like, I don't really want to get into that right now, but like, you guys knew this when you went over there. I mean, God, we've been over this, so I'm not going to rehash it, but I agree. Like for that to be the first thing he says in both winning interviews, it's just, it is a little lame. I'm kind of rooting at this point for things to get even more dysfunctional. Like, let's trifurcate things. Let's <laughs> let's make it so like let's. Add like You're that. right. The faster it bottoms out, the faster it gets built back together. <laughs> that's how it was after the rum leaving thing was just like that's if Rory leaves. Okay, sure, that's fine. Like whatever, totally. go. Why doesn't and everybody then, go? And then let's get like let's basically make it so that the PGA Tour loses their broadcast deal yes. and some of the networks can get out, and then we totally have to rebuild the whole thing. Oh God, and tear it all down. Like how right? How sick would that be? You know. Um, I don't know. I, I think Ryan Palmer's playing with Brian Roberts tomorrow at the at the Seminole Pro member. Maybe he can bring that up with him. A uh, couple other things <laughs> on the live front. The aces, the four aces look fucking terrible. Like they look awful. And I was blown away at the high flyers or the uh, the Ironheads performance this week. And lastly, the Majestics need to be relegated. Like they're so bad. They're they're last place virtually every week. I know awesome. if there was some sort of relegation, I think I it would definitely help me be a little more interested in things. 
uh, there on is, the list. Neil. There is, isn't there relegation? <laughs> Relegate four guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It, that the team. I'm saying like the whole fucking team name goes away too. Like yeah. the Ironheads are are RIP. They evaporate. Right. Yeah. Not just the players. I'm saying like the team <laughs> gets executed. Like the name itself. They come up with a new clip art gla- graphic for the next team. You know. Well, I'm worried about you know the cliques have been on a run as far as their social lately, but this week they misidentified. Uh, they you know they had a video with Adrian Moronk and then they they, they put the name Kaye Samuja up there. I'm, I'm laughing at the cliques have been on a run lately with their social they stuff. They have that per those purple uniforms that they released and they had a. Oh great no, I, TC, I would I would today. back you on this. It's it's less about the cliques. It's it's whoever's running their social media. I like when there's competence like in chaos. When you see like like there's this whole disorganized tour, but then they have like. There's like one social media manager for the cliques. It's like balling out and like trying really hard and like blandemonium and putting together like dope Instagram graphics. It's like, I appreciate that. Like that the guy's doing, blandy. the guy's doing a good job. Guy or girls doing a great job. It's just all there's freaking tornado going on around them and they're, they're just balling out. It's great. Ripper. I think, I think the rippers have, have a great social media presence as well. A couple other things on this front too. The Saudis bought the naming rights. For the ATP, yes, poor rankings in tennis. They've been, which it seems like they're doing that a heck of a lot cheaper than what it costs to you know, do all the live stuff, right? Uh, and then I did see that that Taylor Gooch purchased the Oklahoma Wildcatters, which we haven't even talked about Taylor Gooch yet. That was riding. a long yeah. time ago at this point this week, and I know everyone's gotten their shots. Hold in, on, hold but- on, Sally, don't skip over that. Taylor Gooch <laughs> bought a professional bull riding team. <laughs> yes, that's sick. <laughs> Good for him. I don't even know there were pro bull riding teams. My guy, Big Head's like, I just got all this money. I don't have to do with it. I've always been into bull riding. Let me, let me just let me just bankroll these guys. He's, it, listen, it's trickle down. That's great stuff. That's great stuff. He's putting it to good use. Taylor Gooch again was talking about uh, you know not being eligible for the Masters and went on to say, if Roy McIlroy goes and completes his career Grand Slam without some of the best players in the world, there's just going to be an asterisk. It's just the reality. I think everybody wins when the majors figure out a way to get the best players in the world there. This is old news at this point, but the the it's just the reality is is my favorite part. Like it is because I said so, right? I mean, and again, if you look at the list of the top fifty players in the world on a real rankings list of of actual power rankings, like the Bo Hostler is the best ranked player in the world that's not in the Masters as of now, and he's probably going to get in. And the names that are missing are not the ones uh, like Dustin Johnson and Bryson and Cam Smith and the the best players in the world. So I agree with his statement, like. I think everyone wins in the majors. Figure out a way to get a way to get the best players in the world there. Masters has done that. They have accomplished getting the best players in the world there. And uh, Taylor has not done anywhere near enough to get into the uh, the Masters. Not even like remotely close. Kind of pretty easy. Rory gave him. It's it's Gooch and it's I've seen Oosthuizen's name tossed around as like another snub. You think there's anybody else on that list that's like who would be the third guy that you think is I don't want to say a snub because I know you, you don't agree with that, but like who, who's the, who's the first guy out out of those two? Who do you think who do you think has better case, Ustazen or Gooch? I would say Ustazen. I mean, he lost in a playoff, um, you know, there, and he's an international player. That's always been a thing for Augusta in terms of you know extending um, you know exemptions and things like that. He would be way more likely to get one than Gooch was. Again, the live golf does not count according to the the made like the OWGR. Like it does not count. For anything, sure. Ustazen has accomplished some things outside of 
uh, outside of live golf as well. So I mean, Ustazen um, finished 50th in the Las Vegas event. He's yeah. fifth in the standings right now. So he was T2 yeah, this week. He, he finished Jenner. second, which when you go on their site, it says King Abdullah Economic City up at the top, but it still says Jetta. Yes, it does. The finish. I know. There's no consistency. It's progress. Hey, it's progress, though, guys. TC. It's progress. Ustazen did win twice uh, on the Sunshine Tour slash European Tour. Um, he won the Dunhill and he won the Africa Asia Bank Mauritius Open to close out December. So I think he does have a decent case to get an invite, um, but Gooch does not. He just straight up does not. Um, I want to give a shout out as well, a new-ish. I don't know if this is a new tool, but a, a tool that uh, I've not really utilized. A lot of discussion that goes around a lot of times on what, you know, how hard is it? What does a live win mean? How hard is it? Who has top players in it? All this, blah, blah, blah. Guess who? Data Golf has an incredible like table of all this stuff now. It's called Tournament Summaries. It's right there on the homepage. Go to Tournament Summaries. They do a great, uh, they have great graphics for every event that's been played on the major uh, on the PGA Tour, Major Championships, DP World Tour, Live Golf, Corn Ferry Tour. That show like every uh, every field how many guys they have above zero strokes gained, so above average players in the field. Like the Century had fifty five of those uh, this past week. The Cognizant had seventy five players at at zero strokes gained or better or above average players, whereas Live Jetta had twenty nine of those players. Right, and it gives us an X score, which is like the the expected probability of somebody that posts a Xander Shoffley line, which is like two strokes gained, which is a really good player expected probability that someone in the field would beat that basically it's a way of saying like what's how difficult is it to win this golf tournament and it ranks all the tournaments in that in that vein and uh, it's just a really interesting way of looking at you know what the hardest events are to win who the where the best players in the world are playing not based on OWGR but based on their actual strokes gained uh it's basically goes something like Premier events, uh, the signature events, Century, Genesis, Pebble, and Waste Management rank as the, the top field events so far this year. Then it goes Live Vegas, Live Jetta, Mayakoba. Then the next tier is the other PJ Tour events, which is Cognizant, Sony Open, American Express, Farmers Insurance, Mexico. That's the order of like the average skill distribution total in the fields of those events. So, so they're saying live the live events are harder to, to win no that is a separate question okay. so that's average okay. distribution of the players but because okay. of the limited fields in the live events the harder to the win events are all pga tour events and then the hero okay. dubai desert classic even ranks up there and then you go live vegas live jetta mayakoba and then a bunch of dp world tour events in, in terms of how hard it is to win so this model would say the mexico open is harder to win than any live event uh, because of the volume of players in the field. Um, and basically, yeah. So like uh, the Mexico Open had, um, let's see, 42 players. 31% of the field was zero strokes gained or better. And Liv has like 29 per event. So that's I, just... Listen, I may have to utilize this when I when I dictate what's a BDE. It's right? a very interesting model BDE for that. tool, TC. <laughs> yeah. It's also they it's, have a, 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 it's a tool in the BDE toolbox. Yeah. They have a separate model for uh, excitement, volatility, and star power, and they give it a rating from like one to a hundred in terms of like, you know, the excitement, how much leads are or you know leads are changing, volatility, like how much unexpected stuff happens, and star power, like how much the best players are involved, and give like tournaments an overall ranking. Uh, for the year, which is super interesting. Like Sony, it's like the does it slap index. It really is. It's like super <laughs> interesting. Uh, it gives it's Sony Open, Century, Phoenix, and then Las Vegas are the top four events uh, so slap. far this year. Uh, just 
God, uh, they just continue to crush it. But all right, Sally, I do have Ustazen won the Alfred Dunhill Championship, the one in South Africa, mm-hmm. not the Dunhill Links, the one in St. Andrews. Just want to correct. I said it right. There. No, I, I, I'm just okay. they're two different Dunhill events. I'm just so many Dunhills. Trophy Hassan one, Trophy Hassan two, things of that of nature. Raz Alkamai. Shout out to Johan Open Rupert. Classic. Uh, also, per the Times, Liv is involved in an eight-figure lawsuit with Andrew Gardner in the PGL. Of course, Hell we're yeah. waiting for this one. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like this took too long. That's that out two years ago. <laughs> I wonder what their case is uh, against Liv. I'd have to see the details of that one. Andy's sick. I love. I like Andy. I hope he. I hope he prevails. Well, he's gone dark on us. We haven't talked to him in a long time, and I was like, ah, he must be geared up for a major lawsuit. <laughs> I don't think he wants to be talking to us. So, hey, you guys can depose me. This was Andy's idea, okay? <laughs> uh, on the LPGA Tour, Hannah Green won in dramatic fashion, burning the last three holes, including a 30-foot bomb on the last to win the HSBC Women's World Championship by one over Celine Boutier. Uh, that happened early Sunday morning. I woke up just in time for my daughter to see that this morning. It was fantastic. Uh, awesome moment. Andrea Lee was basically pimp-stepping uh, Hannah Green's putt in for her, but it was like a foot out, and Hannah Green's or uh, Andrea Lee started walking it in for her. And after it fell, uh, they had a, a cool celebration. So, congrats to Hannah Green. Ball they're they're off to the What About China tournament this week. They are so. off to What About China. Um, yeah. This it's, week, it, li- I, like I think overall, it's been a really good LPGA start to the season. It's kind of the opposite of the PGA Tour start to the season. I'm stoked for them to come back stateside and get out to LA and you know, the other events in California and really like they've had a really, really good slate of winners so far this year. Um, allegedly the match was this week. That feels like a long, long time ago, uh, as well. Max Homa, Roy McElroy, Lexi Thompson, Rose Zhang. Did you guys, were you guys able to catch much of this? Neil, I know you and uh, you and Carson were watching a lot of this. I, uh, yeah. I watched the Schuster it. Household. No, I, I honestly, guys, I'm going to be totally honest with you. <laughs> I thought it was really bad. I really did. And, and I, I think, I've thought about why I, I think it's a couple things way too many cooks in the kitchen. It's just, so it's many. turned into a Leviathan, uh, just a monster of like, what if we add this? What if we add that? What if we have six people announce? What if we, you know, it's just, there's just too much. It's too much going on for me. And I think the other thing that I really struggle with, with the match franchise is there's no through line. And I think if they had a consistent format or something that linked it to the last one, and and you guys could argue with me that that's that, that's the wrong thing for this as a charity exhibition, um, but I, I think if there was something that was cohesive about it from previous matches, then it would help me. But I I thought that this was uh, um, very hard to watch, and there's a lot of dead time that I really struggled with, and I thought Max and Rory and the the players themselves were fine. I, I feel like it's just the circus around them that that. Uh, takes all the air out of it for me. So I, I, I just, my honest opinion, I did not find this. Um, I would not have been watching if I wasn't on the pod this week. Let me put it that way. I think I was probably more excited for this one than I had been for recent iterations of it. Just because I think Rose and Lexi, like I thought that was an interesting thing, which also like, how has Liv not signed Lexi yet? Like, just, just go to live, like, just do that. But, uh, like the park was cool. Like I was excited to see the park. Great golf yeah, course. Yeah, but the freaking drone. I couldn't even get a sense of the place. Like it's. Like, <laughs> oh, it's again. Like, can we just in the do freaking metaverse. Like, can I just get a yeah. drone shot of the hole without like yeah. turning it upside down and like 
That's the thing. It's like they've 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 over engineered this thing so that it's not for anybody. That's that's right? where They're I was going. Right? Exactly right, TC. I can hear people saying, "Well, this isn't for you. This isn't for you." It's like, well, who is this for? Is it? Well, for it's like not DJ for my Khaled? wife either. She's like, "Turn yeah. this off. This is brutal." Like, what are we doing? Is it for DJ Khaled fans? Right? Like, is that what it's for? Like, it it is like so cop. Like, I liked a lot of the golf stuff. I found it kind of super interesting to watch. Like, to just to start Max and. And Rory kind of spraying it all over, and like Rose and Lexi just hitting, just hitting stripes. Like yeah. the contrasting styles of play was like interesting, but it just drug on forever. And I, I had yeah, no, too it much time. Keep, yeah, I, the, the the whole like the, they don't know who's talking to them when they're driving the carts. Like all the in between the golf stuff is like it's all fucking fluff, and I don't need any of it. Like I think like Chuck Charles Barkley, very talented. Honestly, don't like don't could. Don't really need him. I just, I, I guess that's the thing. Like, I'm just trying to watch the golf, but maybe that's what it's like. Oh, it's not for I think me. Chuck's okay. good. I think you could easily do Chuck, Immelman, and, and oh, dude, that was the thing. Like, we were <laughs> concerned. It's not mean spirited. She just doesn't, she, she just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. And all the stuff she was saying to Max was just so bizarre and out of left field. And like, you know, it's, I, I cannot believe that someone greenlit bringing, Christina Kim in for this one. It's insane. Well, I I don't like it when they're trying to make these guys stand up comedians either. It's like yeah, yeah. Max is good on the mic and Rory is good, but like don't make that's not they're not good at it as like their core thing. So stop was, like trying the to get them match? to hit like they hit a one liner. It's like once it, over twelve holes, like you're gonna get like three of those. But it's like we're we're basically using twelve holes to get like a, a Instagram reel. Is how I feel of like. Yeah, let's just take a bunch of cracks at like getting a joke off here. And it's like, no, man, why don't we just play the golf? Like, it's not that fucking complicated. And DJ Khaled. Sally, do you want to do you want to ap apologize to uh, DJ Khaled? Uh, no, I do not. I, uh, of course, breaking <laughs> news reported that uh, DJ Khaled showed up for the match, uh, sh flew down to Florida thinking he was playing in the match. Uh, and put that out there on the uh, X social media. Got called out for fake news uh, by our guy Biz Nasty, uh, Paul Bizanet, <laughs> <laughs> who was riding around in the cart with DJ Khaled. Uh, Paul has since uh, he has since rescinded his uh, accusation of fake news and He's acknowledged like, actually, that might have been right. He's like, I don't think Khaled really knew what I was talking about when I was asking I think him about. <laughs> Khaled might have been lying to me. I'd like to apologize. He apologized. Apology accepted. Listen, these are important issues in golf. I'm glad we can settle them uh, in a peaceful way, but. Uh, yeah, it, 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 no. So I will not apologize for that. That was good. a real thing right, that good. happened. Um, it, it, we've said this for years and I know the gambling aspect is the reason why, but this should just shouldn't be live. It should be condensed down. If that was trimmed down into two hours, that'd have been an entertaining product. I really do think it could have been, there was enough there to, it, it just, it drags and drags and drags and drags. And you just need, I thought the best match was the second one they did with, uh, you know, Barkley was in the booth with tiger, Phil, uh, Tom Brady, um, JT was on the course. That's the key. JT was on the course with them. Like somebody there, like kind of stoking the flame a little bit more than like Catherine Tappen, not her fault, but Catherine Tappen walking up and like interviewing them and tell me about that birdie on that hole. That is not, it's just not it. It just seems like, well, we talk, we talk about this a lot with our content. Like there's something to a smaller crew, just yes. a, some, just smaller guys like all that. Like I don't have a problem really with any specific person, it's just too many. So, it's too much. Well, sure. And, but it's like people in the wrong spots and yeah, man, let's, yeah. It's almost like the, somebody they're in a room and they're like, yeah, fucking throw another shrimp on. Yeah. Let's do that too. Yeah. Let's it's that. That's not how this goes. Well, it's like, you need to 
strip it down, man. That's the, that is, you should be doing the opposite of this. And, and that's where it, it, so that's where it's like, all right, well, yeah. Why wouldn't we have DJ Khaled? He's got 40 million followers. Like, of course we're going to, it's like, well then don't have Rose Zhang. Like the, you, that's not, that's not a good crossover, right? Like Rose Zhang is the definition of golf nerd. I mean, that the highest possible compliment, like she's an incredible athlete, incredible student, and like a credible, like representative of the women's game. But like her and DJ Khaled, not the crossover we're looking for here, folks. It just, I don't know. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many. Too many. Uh, it, it. Yeah. And the ratings reflected it. Only five hundred eleven thousand viewers, which was a record low for the series. So. Hey, uh, Sally, I'm I'm right with you. I think my favorite one was that second match as well. But the what was with Lexi? She had like a hundred yard wedge shot. She's like, I don't I don't have that. Shot. Don't have that shot. <laughs> it's a hundred yard wedge. <laughs> I mean, you don't have that shot. She looked nervous, uh, but I thought I actually thought she was pretty entertaining. She was pretty outgoing, and you know, did decent interviews and like yeah. that. That I was a little worried about uh, her on that stage, but she seemed to she seemed to show out pretty well. So Max aim pointing was, was oh, tough. tough. Come on, Max, it's got to go. <laughs> uh, and then Max uh, was great. Max had a good yeah. good couple. I mean, the one club challenge was still super interesting. Watching Max geek out over Rory hitting that cut five wood, uh, that was that was the best audio moment of the of the whole thing for me. But somebody, uh, Ryan Ryan Barath on Twitter said uh, that the uh, next match should be Lexi versus Scotty on Thistle Dew at Pinehurst. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I thought was was great. Like I would I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> if you want to you want a match that'll go too long, it might be that one. Yeah. Uh, you want to take us home with some uh, some final notes, TC. Yeah, listen, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Argentina Open, the Visa Argentina Open, the 117th. Uh, you know, you guys know I love my national opens. Um, Mason Anderson prevailed over Christopher Ventura in a playoff, and uh, they they played through big crowds out there. They played through the, uh, the dang, dengue fever, dang fever. There were some guys playing in mosquito nets. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, pro-am so just wanted to give a shout out to national opens as well i don't know how how did it how did angel cabrera do he teed it up he he, uh, he shot 68 70 uh missed the cut but you know that's pretty good coming out of prison <laughs> right it is yeah. indeed sure. so uh and then yeah just i threw the uh the seminal pro member on there neil i saw your guy the commish is playing yeah manfred's down there uh, with the schlong stan Druckenmiller, and miller just titans man only titans only down there big cats playing i saw that i saw that tiger wow. was in the field interesting so what do they do do they anybody that's playing in the tournament tomorrow do they just move their tea times did later? the tour like the, do this to sabotage the the, the seminal pro member maybe you know her you got hurley and, and done in the field mm. you know I would, yeah, I'm sure they'll try to work around their schedule if they can. Maybe send a couple of uh, of PJs down for the boys to, to 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 speed them up the road, even if it's just what like make that make that 30 minute drive a uh, Taylor Swift fashion flight. It would take longer to get to the airport, I think, than it would to. So, like going back to the match real quick, do you think they do another match? Or I, I mean, 511,000 viewers seems extremely low especially when we're getting the two million on caffeine <laughs> maybe they just I move it to caffeine i TV. was gonna say i think it's got to go to especially sorry tnt yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure they will. I, I'm sure they'll they'll tweak it again in some way. And and they, I feel like this felt underpromoted. I, I just I, I yeah. kind of had forgotten about it. I know they moved the date once. Uh, it kind of felt like the TGL stuff fell apart in, in a big big way. And it was like, all right, cool. Let's fire up one of these. And it was a little, maybe a little half baked. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I feel like there's there's a spot for like shell wonderful world of golf type stuff that doesn't have to be live. That, yeah leaning on the golf course and it's for golf enthusiasts a little bit more, you know? Yeah. So. Someday, someday we're going to get content for us, TC. I don't know when it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, last thing I had there was, I just had to throw this in there. There's an Irish golfer, uh, senior guy, Joe Lyons. He won the Spanish senior amateur and he had to throw his trophy away at the airport because Ryan air wouldn't allow him to carry it on. This is the, this is a trap draw crossover for for yeah. anybody curious why we're yeah. bringing this up. This is this is our other podcast where TC I, I talks just, about you airlines. Know, it's basically a national open. He won a national open, and they made him they they made him throw his trophy away. I feel like they could have gate checked it for like fifty five bucks. I've gotten caught on that with uh, with Ryan Air at some point, and I, I feel like he could have he could have yeah. He it sounds like that. maybe he he didn't want to pay the pay the fee. I'm sure there was probably a way for him to. You could have probably shipped it home too. This was in the Irish Independent. Uh, it's he, he was forced to bin the trophy. I always love that that turn of phrase. Bin he binned it. I need to get to the bottom of that one. Um, yeah. It's just like the lady that was doused in her own breast milk in on Delta. Like we're I got all these sources of stuff that I'm tracking for. The again, any on. listeners Next interested in the, these topics, <laughs> please, please please go check out our our other podcast, The Trap Drop. Uh, I want to give a shout out uh, to the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. I got a chance to be on a panel there this past Friday. Uh, I got a chance to meet a lot of uh, analytics nerds, golf nerds, basketball nerds, betting, poker, chess, uh, all kinds of walks of life at that conference this past week. A bunch of uh, we had a bunch of NLU fans in the audience watching, and I uh, got to chat with a bunch of them afterwards. But that was a that was a fun fun thing for, uh, for me to partake in. I've heard about that conference for a long time. I've been to a conference in a really long time. Uh, so what did was, you talk about, Sally? Talked about growing the game, Neil. Talked uh, about data. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of just ongoings in golf. And, uh, you know, I was with somebody from the PGA of America, from the LPGA Tour and the PGA Tour, kind of talking about trends and stuff in the game. And, uh, yeah, got it. Just talked a lot about everything that's going wrong in golf uh, now. And, and, and you know, some of the good things that are going on at, at, at lower levels, but also a lot of the damage being done at the high levels and how that filters down into other areas of golf and uh and yeah we, we we got into it pretty good it was really fun i'm sure the video will be posted on youtube i think in the next couple of weeks um but you can you can check that out on the mit sloan sports analytics conference what were some of the other like like what was the most interesting topic or, or speaker um so michael rubens from fanatics was a was a packed house for that one uh, i don't know if it just was shouldn't, because, shouldn't he be worried about i think it's the, baseball the uniforms? mlb uniforms uh that's where the quote came from that came out this week of him saying we're getting the shit kicked out of us because uh, i guess they made it exactly <laughs> how it was supposed to uh per, according to him first specs from nike i don't know exactly the uniforms are a total disgrace but uh the tip i got uh i was to hang out in the speaker room because i guess where all the uh all the panelists hang out and you get a chance to network with a bunch of people from all, all different kinds of sports. I met with some professional poker players and people that worked in analytics and soccer and worked for the Celtics and all kinds of stuff. It was, uh, it was really, 
really interesting just to, uh, you know, see how far behind golf is on all this stuff. One, they won't let TC in the room. No eye test. At the, Neil, you would <laughs> love Sloan this conference. <laughs> this is you need to come next year. Like this is uh, this is so up your alley of just all the different industries and stuff like that. You would uh, you would have known way more people there just because you know almost like everyone uh you know from all these little fringe places i think you you would love sure. it i want you to come next year all right well yeah we'll put it on the put it on the calendar uh so, and and you know what only though if the pj tour I, I know your check's probably gonna clear this week for you know pj tour <laughs> pj tour enterprises enterprises yeah. paying you to be there so i'll 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 back channel with them see if i can get get it paid for correct um, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, enjoyed switching things up a little bit this evening. We are rolling into um, a uh, signature event week. We'll have a happy hour show on Wednesday. We will have our uh, full swing preview or recap episode by episode recap coming out Wednesday morning. Our happy hour show will be Wednesday afternoon uh, rolling into Thursday. We will be live next Sunday night to recap Bay Hill and we roll right into players week. So a fun, uh, always love the month, month of March. Weather's starting to turn down here. Yeah, look, look forward to it. So, we got Oscars. Yeah, Oscars pods going out this week in advance of that. I'm actually heading up to play uh, Rob Collins' uh, new reversible course up the Palmetto Bluff too. So stoked for that. Well, you guys probably won't be hearing from me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a, a child here in the next few weeks. So, uh, this will be. I'm, I'm signing off. I will see you all on the other side. You're going to rock it, Neil. I can't wait. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you back here next week. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.